Hello everybody. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing? I trust you are fine and you are good. This is just with Melody and it is your girl Melody. I want you to call all your friends and your family so we can have an amazing time together. Welcome to Just with Melody. <music> guys you are welcome back how are you doing today i trust you are fine and you are absolutely good i want to believe that you've called everybody together because if you're listening to this podcast alone you are absolutely wrong okay so make sure you call everybody together i am totally grateful and excited for how far we have gone thus far on this episode on this season people and culture thank you guys so much for your feedback i mean anytime i see your feedback it just tells me that i am doing so well i know that i'm doing well but then when my listeners do send me their feedback and let me know that i'm doing well like it's just on another level so thank you very 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 much and to all our guests who have appeared on this episode or rather on this season thus far thank you very much Thank you for going all out. I really appreciate it and I am so grateful. Guys, this is your girl, your home girl Melody and it is still just with Melody. Gege jiji gege jiji. All right, let us not waste time at all. This is another episode for us to learn about someone who is going to come here and talk about and share with us their experience and various reactions they've gotten from people from other culture okay and it is no other than deborah olubade now i know that we all say deborah but do you know it's actually deborah and you know Nigerians in me you get it's actually Deborah <laughs> I, yes I know many of you will come from my head but it's Deborah there's nothing you want to say it is Deborah that's how it's actually supposed to be said but then we always say Deborah you get it all right now let me say something quickly about Deborah Deborah is one who is committed to living life intentionally and serving humanity with value in the best way possible by helping people live intentionally and maximizing their potential to live and be their best. She's always, always learning, learning new things, gaining new knowledge 
for herself and also for others and in 2020 she founded the growth circle a growth and accountability community helping people bridge the gap between their limiting comfort zone and where they want to be their competence and growth zone and she also provides resources that is their growth journey and keep them accountable she also has valid experience in small business management design and product photography all of this she gained while being the founder of dc bracelets and accessories she has written a book and she published it as well and this book is titled dear brand owner and it's a book that is centered on helping people most especially brand owners be a better version of who they are and teaching them to be intentional to build their brands so without wasting time let us welcome deborah to the podcast hello everyone my name is deborah lupade and you can call me do it's a combination of my first name deborah and my son name how cool is that yeah so i'm a nigerian and i come from oyo state and i'm currently a final year student at the obafemi awolo university yeah department of building <laughs> yes i'm counting down powerfully and i cannot wait okay so as i was being a student i am a personal growth coach for lsd entrepreneurs i also run a excuse me growth and accountability community the growth circle excuse me and i own a fashion brand a an accessories brand rather where i make bracelets gemstone bracelets and i sell accessories and jewelries yeah both male female anyone yes and i can also help you plan gifts for your loved ones everybody needs to be pampered with love you get it yeah and here's a fun fact smiling is my superpower believe it or not <laughs> i've got a really beautiful smile that you should see actually I love to learn, I love to gain new knowledge about myself, about everything that concerns me, growth in general. Like my cousin would say, if growth were a person, it should be me. It's an intriguing feeling that I cannot explain, but that's what it is. I am committed to living life intentionally and I've been doing great so far. But I must say that sometimes I do falter, yes, guess I'm human. However, I'm still on a mission to inspire others to live intentionally and yes, my job is to be a sprinkle of sunshine in your life every now and then and inspire you. <laughs> so I'm a soccer big time for aesthetically pleasing things, such as cute stationaries. If you know me, you know I love journaling. Yes, anything cute like that. I love cheesy romance movies. Yeah. Anything doctor series, mystery, crime solving movies. I mean, if I wasn't studying building, I'd probably be studying psychology. Don't ask me how I got to building. I shall go there. Yes. And anytime I'm not being any of these things, I'm just being a baby girl, living life, Netflixing and chilling and like that, like that. You get. Anyway, that's a summary of myself. And today, I am here to 
talk about mm, or share about my growing up experience and <laughs> let's get into it so now i mentioned i'm from Oyo state but i don't live there i live in river state portacourts now if you if there's this question of ah, from river state all the way to you if you are part of those people that like asking that question well first things first i didn't want any school in the east and secondly my mother did not want any school in the east she does not like any school in the east no hard feeling she just does not like it and of course i needed a school that had architecture and OAU was what i found so that's the story behind that you i didn't have so and then growing up in Port of course there's this ideology of um river states Port people are raz i'm not even quarter to raz of what <laughs> people think yeah, Port Harcourt people are supposed to be yeah probably i grew up in different environments generally i grew up in a raz environment and then from beginning and then i we moved to a very much quiet befitting environment because we are quiet in my own house but yeah so uh i always used to think that um people who grew up in buttercourt how do i put this that would not sound <laughs> that would not sound um so so annoying so i always used to have this judging um judging personality sort of because of the parents i had because despite the environments that we were in they brought us quite differently from the way other parents did so yeah that i would say i'm saying this because it's one of the things that contributed to my growth i always knew i had to do beyond the minimum i had to do beyond the bare minimum yes thanks to my mom especially because she was a teacher she is a teacher rather because she's still a teacher and she would always make us go above the minimum things of what we saw in our environment and that was one thing that helped that helped me so i was this child that was always uh, inquisitive yes i was always an intelligent child growing up <laughs> yes very very intelligent like i was always top of my class and it got to a point where I realized that, fine, I was intelligent, but it was not because I wanted to be. It was because of the environment that I had lived in. It was because of all the expectations that were put on me. I got, to, I mean, I got to SS2 and I told myself I'm not doing it again. Because I was reading for my parents, yeah, and not reading for me. Of course, I grew up liking to read books because that was what they brought us up with. Now, if you stay in Portacourt, there are certain areas where people think that uh, once you stay in this area, you don't know anything, or once you stay in all these um, villages, technically, you there's this thing they, there's this name they give them, bachelor children and stuff like that. Yes. So most times you see them don't go to school. Most times you see them don't read. But thankfully for the parents that I had, it was different for me and of course the brain that god gave to me but all these things still had a way of shaping me to who i am today and i may not have had the 
tough um would I, I don't want to say up, um, up hey excuse me sorry upbringing that some children had i still had an exception i must say and but it was a whole lot of pressure because there was this thing of where i had to uphold i mean i got to ss2 and yes there was this thing my school used to do scholarship thing where if it took first every what do we call it every term yes i wanted to say semester every term you had a scholarship for the next class and then we got to ss1 was it ss1 ss2 and they stopped it and that was when i knew that i had been reading just to uphold that just for my parents i had been improving myself just because of that and not because i really wanted to do that on my own like it was not coming from a place of my own my own perspective my own personality yes and that was really a really hard thing for me like it may not have been hard for any other person but it was hard for me because there were days i didn't feel like up to it and i knew i just had to i just had to force myself like this thing is not what i want to do so growing up as a child it, it used to be just me and my younger brother yeah we're just two although now we are three i have a very cute little sister <laughs> so my brother and i would always play together inside most of the times like so like we're just used to being inside and same thing as it seems like we grew up practically together like we would do things together now looking back i noticed that most of the things most of the drama that i loved to play with him together was had to do with business had to do with me selling something in that drama me living living the life i saw around me like because there was this there's this um theme this butcher theme and most time most of what most of them do is sell things of course my mom had her, her influence on me like my mom is a multi-business woman and i grew up with that like i could not just stay i do not doing anything because she had different businesses and when people when i enter my share my story of business now she's always part of that story because <laughs> i i brought it from the womb so we would always play those dramas of me having to sell something having to make money and make money by my own self so of my own accord like just selling something and i a part of me is actually grateful for that influence in from that environment of having to do things for myself yeah so that's one thing i'm grateful for of growing in port harcourt yeah i'm really grateful about it like i love that part of my life because now i'm running my businesses and i'm doing so fine too and even when i became a teenager like i always wanted to be part of activities especially in church drama choir dance like i just love it and the funny thing is i still have my parents to thank because they brought us up that way like i usually tell people that you can't be idle in my own house you have to be doing something now the funny part is there were those during those times of being a teenager and always wanting to be part of activities, there were times when my parents were like, "Must you always be doing everything?" So my mom is more of the is more reserved than my dad. Like she, her own is go to church and sit down. 
sit down one place but i was not that child like i was a child that always wanted to be up and down like she'd be like sit beside me when we we're in church but no i always wanted to walk up and down my brother was more of the obedient one anyway <laughs> obedient in quotes but i wasn't that child i just always wanted to be doing something i just could not just sit down in one place and i'm still really grateful for it because it's it's helping me now in even in university it's helping me in going for things that i want to do even though i sit up myself that i don't do as much as i i would love to do but it's really a huge influence and it's really helping me right now now one thing i never liked as a child was cooking in fact i didn't even start cooking till my mother had to leave home for work because and that, that was when I was in secondary school. She began to work in there's a place called Bonnie in River State, so it, it's another village in River State, anyway. And that was when it dawned on me that it was just me and my daddy at home. My brother had gone to boarding school, I was just so was at me and my dad at home. I mean, it's my daddy, I'll come back for work and be cooking. Now, funny thing is, I knew how to do some certain basic things. I mean, there were times that out of out of being an obedient child i stood with my mother in the kitchen if there's anything my my parents complained the most about was me not being in the kitchen when my mother was cooking and i mean it was just not my thing if it's any other thing i mean if it's something that had to do with maybe business or computer you will find me there but you see that cooking thing my i even had baking i bake her baking my mother just knew that anytime she was baking she rather not she rather call my brother like she would rather not call me because I'm, I'm not interested please but i mean there were times i still helped her so cooking was just not my thing so when she now left home and i began to practice things that i had seen her do from time to time and then began to learn on my own and that's how i really started cooking so cooking was just never my thing growing up i mean my parents complained there were times my mother would be baking my father would come and be like ah, are you not supposed to be with your mom and i'm like this thing is not my thing i think after some time they understood that baking wasn't my thing because when i now started other businesses they just saw that i mean baking was just not what i wanted to do i was diligent with other things but when it comes to baking or oh, and it was just not my thing so and i i would like to say this that uh, i think parents should just like now, I'm not saying that children should not be stubborn and say they are not going to cook in their mother's system. No. I mean, I was able to still help myself. I mean, I'm somebody that I like learning, but if it's just not something I'm interested in, mm-mm. so, but if I really have to do it, I'll put my mind to the learning and do it. So, parents should like, I mean, watch their children, watch what they want. I'm just saying this. <laughs> There's this belief system of um for people in quarter courts where they are ras yes i'm not even as quarter as ras as people in water courts are but so once in a while that's how it's in my head like i know how to switch like switch easily from pidgin to english like i don't know how i did it but in school it was always pidgin like but when there was a teacher around, there was this switch to English. And at home, we don't speak Pidgin in my house. Like, it's not a... As opposed to what other houses or, like, some houses, rather, would be. 
like it's just not a thing in my house i don't know how but there was always this immediate switch for me i i don't know how to explain it and of course it's 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 an influence for me because if i was so used to the whole pigeon life and i didn't i didn't um there was no upbringing of english maybe my english would be so bad today who knows but here we are so getting to university my university journey actually started 2014 i think so first i wrote gc in ss2 i now passed in fact i think it was only geography that i passed yes i was good at geography or maybe i, I just read it enough because if you ask me anything i'll probably not remember and um getting to ss2 so the ss2 was just for me to try my hands on i mean kind of parents i have to try my hand on it, hands on it i didn't pass i did not see if this thing made me serious when i got to ss3 i still did what i wanted to do i got to ss3 i didn't pass work sorry i passed some subjects i didn't pass math and i think i cannot go inside university without math especially being a science student and i think even everybody said you had to pass mathematics so i wrote neko neko didn't come out on time so when the wire came out and we saw the results uh ah, that happened let's go and write gc so i went i had moved to lagos my cousin's place i wrote gc in lagos even when that came out what well, then whether i had i barely passed the mathematics that's what i did mathematics was not, just not for me so i did pre-degree at first we wrote all the way from Potakot. Okay, no. We went for a redemption camp. I went to redemption camp. So from there, I went to my cousin's place in Lagos, and we started all the pedigree journey. And then first, I went all the way from Lagos. I've never traveled in my life before. I, my parents are the kind of parents that believe you should be able to do things for yourself. You know, first time I went to go and sort jam issue, all my father did was explain and explain for me and I went by myself. <laughs> I was like, go by yourself. You need to be going out by yourself. Okay. So all the way from Lagos, somebody who had, if I had never traveled to Lagos by myself from Potakot, all the way from Lagos, I went to Lautec. I don't know. They were trying to describe me. Go here, go here. I got the Ariel Lautec exam. Now, I didn't even want to go to Lautec. Number one, they don't have accommodation. So my mother did not even like it too. Why do I? I'm not gonna stay with somebody's family. I do not want it. And then I passed the tech exam, but wanted to wait for. I also wrote OE pre-degree exam, so wanted to wait for OE. So I preferred me and my cousin wrote the one for OE. I went alone to write the one for Lautec. So we waited for OE's exam. Luckily for me, OE came out before Lautec would close. OE's results came out before Lautec would close admission and all. And we went with OAU, and I'm glad I did. So coming to OAU all the way from Buttercourt, people will be like, ah, what were you looking for? And I'm like, that's where I want to go to. I mean, that's where I want. <laughs> and, well, most people used to think that I am Igbo because they say I look like them. Well, I don't blame them. I lived my whole life there. So I don't blame them and then when you're not trying to when they now realize you're yoruba yoruba i am trying to speak yoruba and they'll be like what is this one say and i'm like 
you guys i didn't even in fact it's even a miracle that i know how to even understand like i could understand now i can speak better then i could not speak but i understood well my brain is sharp that one i know so my parents never spoke Yoruba to us but when they were speaking within themselves i could always grab i I don't know how but i just always did in fact my brother is just another story but me i just always did and that was what helped me that helped me a bit but people always be like cannot speak you back in how am i supposed to know how to speak something that i was never taught or i never stayed in England? like do you people don't get this thing but we move i mean there's nothing i want to do about it you can't come and kill me so and oeu's journey has been an amazing one in fact <laughs> i like i've just been looking back this final year and i'm like wow i'm really glad i came to OU, like there are so many things I'm doing now, probably never be doing. There's community in OAU, if it's that or like I give it to them. There's community in OAU. Like I was able to go in OAU like really, really big time. And I'm glad I came to OAU. Uh, <laughs> the business community, the even any community you want, you will find it in OAU. And I'm super, super, super grateful because I cannot share my growth journey or yeah, share my growth journey without OU being in it. It's not possible because it's been part of it. And when my F- my classmates were asking for the questions for FYP personality of the week, one of the best things that happened to me in OU was actually growing my brand in OU. Like I have learned a lot. I have seen a lot. See if it's that and I'm really super grateful for being here. Now, comparing Southwest, yes, let's get to that. Comparing Southwest to the East, first things first, we don't have food. Yoruba's, we don't have food. Like, I'm not even sorry to say this. I'm even ashamed on their behalf. Like, what is it? Like, if you go to the East, there are varieties of soups. I was feeling this um, food bingo, more like soup bingo, and I could feel a lot because I had lived in the east and had eaten all the soup like i missed that when i got, got away like i missed all the evil soups that were not um readily available here like in where you in the west like i'm like how it's only like people are not living the life in fact they don't want food but if you go to the east oh my god you're going to eat the life out of your <laughs> whatever however that thing is said yeah and I don't know if there's anything that can be done about the food parts, but I mean, it is what it is. So maybe we should leave them like that. And then this laziness thing of hmm, is worse in Ife, I'm sure, because I'm sure Lagos is not like that. It's just, and I've not been to other places. I've not like I've not stayed in other places. I've not stayed in Badon. I've been there, but I've not stayed there. But in Ife, how can you be opening shop at 12 p.m.? In the afternoon like why so what we that want to buy something what are we supposed to be doing with our life we're supposed to sit down and wait for you like it's just bad but in the east come for in fact it's even let's know let's even forget the opening part the closing they will come late as they close early why here we told you cannot buy something in the night me in the east 10 o'clock 11 o'clock that's when supermarkets are just closing shop but anything 5 p.m. You see one shop is already packed and I tell you they want to close. Ah. 
<laughs> like I was so shocked at that thing. Anytime I say I'm like, hey, hmm. oh, you people cannot try this one in the East, sha, because. But then I mean, I just feel like they need to do better. They need to do better. I mean, there are times like around nine, my dad will be like, go and buy something. But around nine, you are here. If you see any shop open, <laughs> that's your luck. But then that's just that's well, I guess that's just the way they are. And yes, that's really just my that's really just about my journey from rivers to where you and generally about my life. Like it was nice sharing this. Thank you, Timmy Tokwe, for having me. Like I'm really glad to share this. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey guys, you are welcome, welcome, welcome back, yo, you are welcome, welcome, welcome back. <laughs> you are welcome, this is still Melody and you are still on to Just With Melody. That was Deborah that you listened a while back and I told you she has so much, so much to offer. Thank you Deborah for doing this and thank you for bringing Ibuko Luako to this episode to this podcast as well thank you for introducing her to me i mean i know one amazing person extra and it is because of you i want to say a few things from deborah's um recording i picked a number of things and number one of them is that not everyone from the south south is raz like not everyone from there is one um on serious person I do understand that when we listen to comedy, some many comedians have painted people from the South South, especially Wari, um, Port Harcourt and all of these places have painted them that they are Raz, they are like Jaguda everywhere, everywhere bust. Yes, we do have that place. And like Deborah said, there's always that switch. It's possible to switch, you get. I mean it's I think it's that thing is with every Nigerian there's the cool you and there's the hot you know where you're like ah, ah, what do you mean are you trying to take me for granted i'm gonna give you 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 gonna know you get if you want to see those cool and calm people that you think that ah, ah this person cannot talk go and see them in traffic <laughs> you will know <laughs> so all i'm saying is when because i did get that reaction as well when i tell people that um i was born and bread in worry and they're like hey boy you are calm you don't look like that you you don't talk like that you don't act ras i'm like okay is there a thing with that like i don't get what are you trying to say do you understand so not all south south people are ras and many of them did go to school okay don't think because they speak pigeon you feel that they did not go to school uh, they go school ahead uh, they go school you understand and um she did mention that her mother did not want her to go to any school in the south i did get that as well mine was my dad my dad was like hmm, this one they say when i don't they speak pigeon don't they do this one when we say they're born now for years so now soon i will just turn everything no none of them go go school for south south like like when i will go for west now go your back please go <laughs> 
so while i was thinking of okay maybe when i finish school because all my friends most of them what they were thinking was maybe they will go to uniben that's the university of benin or abraka that's um, delta state university my dad was like lilai you will go to the west and i was like ah, this one wants to push me away from my friends and all of that and around that period was when we traveled to Oshun State and then my uncle was still in the university that's OAU we went to visit him there he took us around I saw the school I was like ah this school is fine no 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 I changed my mind I will come to this school <laughs> and yeah I did I did actually and um, when it comes to speaking pigeon the thing is not everybody who stayed in delta actually did speak pigeon i have a friend um when we were in school in primary school even till secondary school the parents banned them from using pigeon so so much that this my friend and her siblings they cannot they cannot speak pigeon if they speak pigeon you'll be wondering that ah but this person is a delta and why are they speaking pigeon but because they it wasn't something they use frequently you must always use english now their parents can speak pigeon fluently but they banned the use of pigeon english in their house unlike me in my house is <laughs> pigeon english yo my parents use pigeon english and yoruba i think when my dad began to impose yoruba was when we went to Oshun State for the first time, went to Ife, and he began to see that we could barely understand what they were saying. And people were like, uh-uh, you didn't train them, you didn't teach them Yoruba, you didn't do homo. Has my daddy come back? My daddy said, anything you need from me, you have got to speak in Yoruba. If you didn't speak Yoruba, don't come and meet me. Hey, God, everywhere has a boss. <laughs> So I think that was when my dad began imposing Yoruba. If not, everything we literally did was pigeon, pigeon, pigeon. You understand? So um, all I'm saying is pigeon English. The fact that the person is from South South doesn't mean that the person cannot speak English. Doesn't mean the person cannot speak pigeon. All right. And um, yeah, when I was also in the university, I did get a lot of reactions because when people see my name, and then they hear me speak Yoruba and they're like, ah. But you are Yoruba now. Why are you speaking English? Like, why are you speaking Yoruba? Like, I'm like, ah, Ejefimileo. Ah, is it not the one somebody knows that somebody will speak? You know? So I did get that reaction a lot, a lot. Like, ah, I was laughed at. Ah, one for me, say, yes, sir. They need to do yeah, yeah, oh. But he's God. He's God that helped me because he. So what I did was, I, I, I became very defensive and my own. Um, form of um, defense mechanism was I I knew that these people okay you understand Yoruba better than I do fine you can speak it better than I do fine but when it comes to pigeon you are not my mate like oh Deberara you didn't reach there so what I did was if you laugh at me when I'm speaking Yoruba I'm waiting for you because you will want to use pigeon at one point in time I am waiting for you and when you do I will tell you ah I beg, I beg, I beg, no speaker like that. No, so they speak like they pay me for a year. Ah, I will give you because what <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> I mean, really, now why would you laugh at me and I will let you go school free for what? But then I'm a changed girl, okay? I'm a changed lady, I don't do that no more, okay? <laughs> anyway thank you deborah thank you so much 
for doing this and thank you to everyone who came here to listen trust me next week is another exciting time you honestly absolutely do not want to miss it at all until i come your way next week saturday 12 noon west african time stay well stay safe i love you bye